White streak yeah, through the hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you put that in yourself, or did nature well, do that? Well, fast forwarding, uh, that happened due to something we'll probably discuss: my stroke. Right. Um, uh, prior to that, I was fairly dark haired, and mm. then I got the the melon streak. I think is what they actually oh, call nice. it. Um, pretty much came within about three weeks, and then so I had jet black hair, and then it was white, and uh, yeah. and then I've slowly gone grey over the last wee while. But, right. Uh, is the good side of having a stroke that you look more dapper and <laughs> <laughs> a lot better looking than you used to look? Because I remember you looked shocking. You looked shocking before. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the benefits, Eddie. <laughs> what do you love most about your show? Well, I it, it is because the show's very much about the stroke. And I think, I mean, I've always, my shows have always been truthful and based on sort of anecdotal things. But I was much more inclined to kind of extend that in use some poetic license and then uh, you know the basis of the truth but then i would fly off into sort of something or other for the joke you know yeah um whereas this one i haven't uh i haven't done that i've sort of kept to the story of what happened for for probably for sort of fairly self-explanatory reasons i wanted to tell an already extraordinary story it didn't really need embellishing and and also i think it didn't one of the things that I mean, as, as, you, as you slightly pointed out, I probably don't look like a stroke survivor to what most people's idea of what a stroke survivor was doing. So, so I had to impress upon people that I had. I think people didn't believe me, especially when I sort of started doing it early. They're just like, "Did you really?" And and then you 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 felt like maybe you were just making jokes about something that you didn't have a right to, or they did, you know. So I had to very much impress upon them. This is my experience, and I think. I couldn't therefore sort of go off into sort of surreal land or, or stuff that wasn't true um, for the joke. Uh, so so it's it's more honest, it has more heart, and I think that is what I like doing. If you could write a one-sentence review of your show, what would it be? Um, so I, I did write one just because you asked me. <laughs> uh, but I'd say brutally honest uh, with a light touch on a heavy subject. Ooh, nice. Hey, succinct. Have you had reviews of the show? Yeah, uh, I have. The response has been very, very positive from from uh, reviewers, from the punters. Uh, one of the most beautiful things is is people coming up afterwards and, and saying, thank you for talking about stroke, because right. it's not a subject that really gets talked about, especially in uh, people young, you know, people who've had strokes young. Now, like, I don't want to be poster boy for, for yeah. stroke. I'm not, it's not my sort of... It's not my place to do that. And I don't want to sort of pat myself on the back and go, well done me. That's not that's not what I'm doing. But it is my experience and it is my truth. And I think if the f- knock-on effect is therefore people respond to that, um, then I'm very proud of that. What celebrity would you love to see in the front row of your show? Part of me would like to see him. Part of me would not like to see him. Uh, but Bono, I make a joke about wearing sort of tinted glasses on stage and reference Bono for obvious reasons. So I'd quite like to see his response to that. Um, yeah. He's quite small, so I think I, I think I, you could take I think him. I could take him. You could take him. Also, if he if he takes me, the press oh. about 
knocking out a, 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 a you know a disabled stroke survivor wouldn't be good for Your Bono. Your ticket sales would go through uh, there the is roof. That. In fact, I want him to be. Bono, if you're, if you're listening, which of course you're bound to be, as a fellow Irishman on the radio. Well, Mix 102.3 will make that happen for you. Thank you very much. Um, when did you decide to write a show about having a stroke and did it help with your recovery? Oh, very much. So um, I had my stroke in uh, lockdown. Um, I don't know what your response to lockdown was, but certainly a lot of comics. I mean, I think everybody had that kind of. Yeah, now is the time I can learn French or the piano or whatever it was, and and most people didn't do that. And I think good because I think most people just just switched off and had the chance to get off the treadmill, myself included. I did other creative things, but I didn't look at stand up at all, um, and just wasn't inspired to write and I've I'm an avid writer I'm always right every day um I mean of course most of it's nonsense but I, I like the process of doing it um but hadn't written any stand-up and then when I was in hospital re- kind of recovering I just started jotting down ideas um not least of all because so many things were, were ridiculous you know some of the procedures some of the cameras i had to swallow there was a time when my heart surgeon who i was meeting for the first time who was about to do quite intricate keyhole surgery which you know requires a certain level of dexterity came in and tripped over my heart monitor and f- literally fell flat on his face and i mean that that's funny right i mean it is funny um ish um you know and him like oh you're the comedian you're thinking not so far mate you yeah, know, yeah, so, yeah so um when when he tripped over your heart monitor uh did it give you a fright well it, it did you go the, oh my god he pulled the leads out so they all went <laughs> they flatlined and it was sort of pandemonium you know i mean it, it, you, honestly eddie you That's couldn't have scene, written it. Isn't it um you couldn't have written it and um those sort of things are they are funny you know yeah. and i think they they they're a vehicle for me to get into the subject um uh, there's another one because I'm because I've lost half my sight. I needed to go to the toilet, and I'm backed into the toilet, heavily sedated, and sat on another blind man. You know, because <laughs> he was too blind to see him, and I was too blind to see him. You know, they, they are they are funny, uh, and obviously not all of it's funny. Uh, uh, not all of them, my experiences are funny for obvious reasons. But it's an extraordinary experience, and that's that's often the stock and trade of comedy, isn't it? Yes. To talk about the extraordinary, and I also I found. It was very well. It was impossible to write about anything else mm. when I've got a, a, the only thing in my mind was stroke, 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 stroke. Yeah. You know, so to then then make a joke about uh, biscuits was impossible because none of my brain was talk was thinking about biscuits. Yeah, and it was all screaming stroke, stroke, stroke. So you know, follow the line of least resistance and talk about that. Yeah. You know? So you're nearly expunging that stroke. You were nearly getting rid of this just so you could get back. To writing about the biscuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, back to biscuits. I've got some fantastic biscuit material, as you'll discover in my next show. Please, is your next show going to be called Back to Biscuits? <laughs> Marcus Boyerman, you'll be fantastic. Thanks very much. Great to Thank see you, you looking so well. Thank you, Eddie. Nice to be here. And you can catch Marcus Birdman at the Rhino Room on Peary Street at 6.30 from Tuesday the 14th till Saturday the 18th of March.